Hello and welcome to Create Shift. My name's Ellen Carr. As well as being the host of this podcast, I'm a writer, a yoga teacher, and a holistic living mentor. This podcast is here to support, encourage, and inspire you to live your most purposeful and holistic life. The conversations had, questions asked, and thoughts presented are here to awaken that whispering of your soul, your own questions about the life you want to lead, and to give you the confidence that you can create the shift you want to make in your life. I believe that the way to true health and happiness, individually and collectively, is to live a truly holistic life. A life that is driven by a purpose that feels true and right to us, and that helps us to feel connected to ourselves and each other and the world around us, and that leaves us feeling fulfilled and content. I release a new season of the show in line with the change in the seasons in nature. So normally you'll find a new season coming out around the solstice or equinox time. Each season has a couple of solo episodes as well as interviews with lots of interesting and thought-provoking guests. Thank you so much for being here. I really hope that you enjoy listening to Create Shift. If you do enjoy the show, I would love it if you would be happy to leave a rating or a review or both. You can do that on iTunes if you listen via the Apple Podcasts app. It's super easy. Otherwise, you can go onto iTunes, search Create Shift and leave the review on there. I'd love to carry on the conversation with you. You can find me online at being-change.com and you can find me on Instagram at being underscore change. Hello. Welcome to today's solo episode of Create Shift. I'm trying something new. I'm out on a walk. Um, so the sound quality is going to be a little bit different to normal I'm uh, literally wearing a wire I guess (laughs) quite funny Um, so yeah and I keep avoiding people (laughs) keep crossing the street when I see people coming because I think they're going to think I'm mad Um, so it's the first time I've done this obviously Um, so I'm out and about on a walk and I'm doing this because um, I'm trying to stack my life a concept that Katie Bowman talks about. Um, Katie Bowman, really great biomechanist um, from the States. She's got some great books, um, Move Your DNA, Movement Matters, Whole Body Barefoot. I did some training with Katie in Cambridge last year, which was um, really great. And Katie talks about how we need to um, bring more movement into our lives. A lot of the um, issues that we face um, in our you know, society to do with our health and our well-being um, can really be traced down to the fact that we don't move as much as we as humans really need to. And she talks about this idea of stacking your life, uh, which is, I mean, it's sort of like the concept of multitasking in a way, which I'm against because I know that the brain can't actually multitask. Um, but I guess it's a bit different because we can do a motor task at the same time as doing a a thought task, you know. Um, So she talks about things like um, if you want to spend more time with your friends um, and you want to move more, maybe you stack those things together by inviting your friends out for a walk. Or you want to get more time outside, more um, exposure to the sunlight and those um, really great uh, rays of light, Um, those really great light waves, that's what I mean, not rays. Uh, into into your body, into your skin. Really great for human health. Then maybe you invite your friends around for a picnic or something like that rather than going out to a restaurant. That kind of thing. Or if you know you need to clean the house, 
um, but you also want to spend time with your kids. Perhaps you invent some games um, that centre around cleaning the house and maybe uh, also help you use your body more. So I've shared that kind of thing before um, on mine, uh, where I clean the house using like a, a stiff bristled brush. Car just went past, probably heard it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I clean the, the floor using a stiff bristle brush and that helps me get more hip movement as well. So kind of that sort of concept. So now I'm, I'm having a go at stacking my life by taking a walk whilst I record a solo podcast episode and maybe you can do the same thing and um, you could take a walk whilst you listen and then it's like we're walking and talking together so we'll see how it goes uh, stacking your life isn't actually what I wanted to talk to you about today and that's just a side note um, what I wanted to talk about today is Ayurveda and just a little what is Ayurveda kind of podcast I guess and um, so I know that I talk about it a lot, I write about it on my blog, um, other podcast guests have spoken about it and explained it a little bit, but I thought maybe something a bit more in-depth, um, especially as now, drum roll please, I am a qualified, certified holistic health practitioner, um, so qualified and certified with the um, International Practitioners of Holistic Medicine. Um, I just completed a training course just this weekend, just gone, um, with Emma Newlin, who's been a guest on the show before, and spoiler alert, she's coming back, uh, and she, she's run this really great course, which is um, Yoga, Ayurveda, and Holistic Health, and um, yeah, uh, it's been great. It's over four months, um, lots of kind of study in between the, the sessions and modules, and um, weekend study modules exploring all sorts of different things. Um, from movement to sound to colour therapy to crystals to our home environment to our daily routines to the food that we eat um, and that's that's Ayurveda really that's it, end of podcast no <laughs> okay so it was rooted largely in Ayurveda and this is now um, this holistic health coaching is um, something that I offer for people one-to-one on a one-to-one basis and um, before we dive into the podcast actually let me just let you know that I do have a special introductory offer right now where I'm giving um, my first five one-to-one holistic coaching clients a really big discount actually it's really huge (laughs) Um, so you can get six sessions and sessions are an hour to an hour and a half six sessions for 200 pounds total which is 33.33 pounds per session which is yeah it's very discounted um, and that's my first five clients and after that the price will be going up so I can do those sessions in person in my um, home studio in North Manchester or we can do them on the internet via Skype or Zoom or something like that so if that's something you're interested in please do get in touch I'd love to work with you um, and hopefully this podcast episode might explain a little bit more about how that work might help you and what we might do together. So, Ayurveda then. Um, it is raining, by the way. You might hear that. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. It's a little bit windy too. Um, there we go. Exposure to the elements, which is something that Ayurveda says very, very beneficial for us. So let's, let's explore that. So, Ayurveda is at least 5,000 years old. The same as yoga. Um, and yoga practice is, is part of the Ayurvedic system of health and well-being. Um, So 
So Ayurveda is obviously, as you might guess, a Sanskrit word. That's the language. Uh, ooh, windy. <laughs> that's the language of, of yoga. Um, that's what, what all the posture names, you know, you might hear them said in Sanskrit sometimes when you're practicing. Um, so we've got two parts to the word Ayurveda. Um, Aya can kind of mean life, translated as that. And Veda can be translated as knowledge. Um, that was a bus. Hi, bus. Oh, it's hailing now. Very exciting. Okay, so Aya, Veda, therefore can translate as the science or the knowledge of life. Um, sometimes also called the art of living well, the art of longevity, that kind of thing. So who doesn't want a bit of that? Um, so it comes from these ancient texts called the Vedas, um, V-E-D-A-S for Vedas. And again, these are about 5,000 years old. And it's these texts started to record things like mantras, um, movements, meditations, um, that were said to have been translated or, or come directly from God, the gods, higher power, to the Brahmins, which were the um, priests. They were like yogic priests. So we get this writing down of kind of things that we need to do um, in order to connect to this sense of the whole universe within us, the divine within us, um, and to live our highest, fullest lives. Um, and that's what I want to help you to do, really. So, Ayurveda then. There's lots of books you can buy on it now. Um, really practical, insightful things. And one of the core, maybe the core, um, premise, concept within Ayurveda is, is that we as people are made up of all of the five elements just like everything around us is made up of all of those five elements. So seeing those elements as earth, water, fire, air and ether. And basically it's this idea that we are a microcosm of the macrocosm. What is inside us reflects what is outside of us and vice versa, perhaps. So, Ayurveda is a total holistic um, way of viewing our health and well-being, and that's one of the reasons I, I resonate with it so much. Um, oh, there's the dog. Hello. So, one of the reasons I resonate with it so much is that it views us as a whole. This idea of holistic, and you might want to listen to my episode on what is holistic living um, to, to kind of get a bit more into that. So... If you went to see, say you came to see me um, on a one-to-one -one basis and we had our first session and we're saying, okay, well, you know, let's talk about why you've come here, what it is you, you're wanting to explore, work on. And you might say something like, oh, well, I've been, I've been having um, these really bad headaches. This is an example. I've been getting really bad headaches um, for a while and I've been to the doctor and, and the doctor's done all the tests and, you know, it's all fine. There's nothing kind of to worry about there there's no 
know, nothing majorly wrong, nothing that the doctors can identify. But still getting these headaches, okay? Um, so rather than just saying, okay, well, let's just treat that headache, you know, maybe give you some certain um, painkillers, although we wouldn't be giving you painkillers anyway, you know, Ayurveda, but rather than saying, you know, let's just treat that headache, we'd look at everything. We'd look at who you are, um, how you live your life, the foods that you eat, um, the work that you do, how you spend your days, what your daily routine looks like. So we'd look to find the really underlying cause or maybe imbalance um, that might be presenting itself through this headache. Yeah, so that's just a, a signal of the body talking to us and saying there's something out of balance here. But actually, the headache itself might not be the, the thing that we need to work on, if that makes sense. Um, and so, within Ayurvedic theory, um, there's lots of different things we can talk about, but I'm going to keep it sort of simple today. Um, we've got these, these three things called the doshas. That's the D-O-S-H-A-S. And they are qualities um, that exist within everything, all living matter. Um, and they exist within us as well. So just that same thing again, just like everything the world around us is made up of the five elements as are we, we then break that down into the doshas because the doshas themselves are made up of a combination of the five elements. So we sort of start to narrow it in a little bit there. Um, so when you first come to see me and to work with me, we'll do a couple of tests. They're kind of like personality tests. They're quite fun if you like that sort of thing, which I, I really do. Um, and um, one of the tests will be called a Prakriti test. And that translates as a Prakriti translates as kind of your nature. That's what you're born with. It's kind of this, this state that is fixed. Within you, this is your state of balance, okay? And so the three doshas are vata, pitta, and kapha. And um, we each have a certain level of these doshas inside of us. So vata is the element of air and ether relates a lot to movement in the body. Pitta is fire and water. That relates a lot to transformation, our metabolic system, digestion, how we digest food, but also how we digest experiences. And kapha is earth and water. And that is to do with binding things together, holding things together. Um, so the Prakriti test, you get some questions, you answer them. And from that, we'll see, oh, okay, your nature, so what you were born as, is this, you know? So I, for example, am Vata Pitta, very, very closely linked together, very high scorers on my Prakriti test. Um, and and Kaf was very low. We've all got all three, otherwise we wouldn't be alive. Um, but, you know, some of them are very, very low on the score. Um, and even if you score nothing for one of them, you will have that within your body, because otherwise you, know, you wouldn't be, be able to exist. Um, so you'll find out what you are and that's, that's really your state of harmony within yourself um, and then we'll do what's called a Vakriti test which determines your current state of imbalance so our, our health our well-being, our state of internal balance is changing from moment to moment because it's influenced by everything that we're, we're doing so right now I'm outside walking in the park 
um, around the trees and the bird song and it's raining and all of those things are going to be affecting my state of balance and, and how I'm feeling can be shifting from moment to moment. So we'll find out your Vakuti test um, to find out what your current state of imbalance is and that might guide us then towards how we might bring you back to that state of inner harmony, what things we might do to help address that imbalance. So Ayurveda really sees us all as individuals and that's something that I really love about it because it's, it's saying that we all want to live in a state of health and harmony and balance but that that is different for every person because everybody's got a different um, nature Prakriti. So seasonal living is a very big part of Ayurveda because the seasons each have their own dosha attached to them and um, you know I live in the UK the weather can change from minute to minute <laughs> um, so it's, it's sort of having this awareness of the seasons and what their, their dosha is how that might affect you but also having an awareness of just what the weather is like and how that might affect you so for example right now it's winter it's late winter which in Ayurveda is the season of kappa quite wet um, the ground is quite damp and, and the air can be quite damp so if we think about kappa, kappa is made of earth and water that seems to make sense we can go okay yeah I can see that you know right now I'm walking around there's uh, a lot of mud around a lot of kind of little boggy bits of ground um, that makes sense Early winter and autumn is the season of Vata um, because it's air and ether and that's wind. We get a lot of wind at that time, we get those blustery kind of gusts and it's cold and brittle as well and it, it, the weather can be like that. Less damp, more cold and brittle. So today it's very windy but it's also very damp. So today I would say, oh, okay, there's probably quite a lot of Vata in the air as well as that kapha which is natural for this time of year. And I can then do things to, to start to balance that, especially for myself, I've got a lot of vata within me, so I might think, okay, this wind might make me feel a certain way, what might I want to do to, to help work with that and feel a bit more balanced? Let's run through the other seasons then, um, so spring, early spring is, is kappa, if you think about kappa, it's to do with binding things together, it's also to do with growth. So in early spring, we've got that really fertile ground, and we've got all this lovely uh, buds coming out on the trees, the, the bulbs starting to grow. We've got this idea of growth and things really being held together, nurtured and nourished, um, and, and then supported to grow. Late spring, when it starts to get a little bit warmer, is pitta. Pitta, that element, the elements of fire and water. It's the transformation, moving things, uh, sorry, not moving things around, that's vata, but transformation, uh, digesting, digesting things, experiences, food, that kind of thing. Um, and then summer, of course, is, is pitta, um, that fire, so that it's hotter, you know, depending where you live. It's going to be different degrees of, of, of heat, but um, that's, that's the fire. So you can see how, even with that, we really need to pay attention to the environment that we are in, because wherever we go is going to have a different climate, um, different weather system happening. Um, so just really paying attention to, okay, if it's very, very hot, I might feel more of this pitter, pitterness, and this might affect me in a certain way. Um, so basically, once we start to dig into Ayurveda, we can see how the doshas and an imbalance in those, whether we've got too much or too little, how that can manifest in the body and in the mind, in our whole being. And then we use the tools of Ayurveda 
to help to bring us back into balance. So I'm not going to go through all of the doshas today and, and how that might manifest because that's probably a bit too much information. It might be a bit of an overload. Um, and let me just give you one example just so you can start to see how this might work. So let's talk about vata. I'm quite vata, it's windy today. So if we've got a lot of vata, an excess of vata, if it's autumn, for example, and we've got a very strong winds and it's cold and brittle, we might get very dry skin. We might get joints that crack quite a lot. We might get um, digestion that is inconsistent. So sometimes it's very fast, sometimes we're bloated, um, and, and things aren't moving along. Um, we might get any kind of inconsistency in the body, so heart palpitations, feeling like headed, busy, that kind of thing, inconsistent energy levels, you know, one minute you've got loads of energy, the next it's sort of nothing there. That would be too much barter as well. And also we might get um, stuck in our head. So barter people are very quick thinkers. If you've got a lot of barter, you can think very quickly. Um, they're creative, uh, which is great. They're really positive things. If we've got too much barter, we can get too much in our head. We can get anxious, stressed, prone to just letting those thoughts circle round and round and round. You think about that idea of air and ether, those winds circling around in your head. <laughs> and, and we want to come back into the body then to help balance that. So that's just one thing we could do to balance the vata. What else could we do? We could do things like listening to music that is very calming and soothing that's maybe got um, lower tones, lower notes that we're listening to and um, help us come back down that element of earth so think about vata being made up of air and ether got no earth in it um, so maybe we want to bring a bit of earth actually in to help us feel grounded so listening to that music that's a little bit lower calmer soothing um, I really like listening to binaural beats actually um, if you've not heard of those really interesting help bring us into um, brainwave frequencies that aid deep rest and relaxation I'll pop a link to a playlist that I like to listen to in the show notes and you can check that out. Um, within the body, we might come into restful, restorative shapes, things that bring us into contact with the ground, but also strong shapes that we hold maybe for a few breaths. So we don't want to move quickly if we've got a lot of vata because that will just stimulate that vata to do with movement. But feeling strong in the body helps us feel that we can support ourselves, helps us feel that sense of inner confidence and power, and also just brings us back into the body, gives us more awareness of it. So that's good to do. What else might we do? There'll be different breath practices that Ayurveda might suggest. So a nice one is um, Brahmari breath, bee breath or humming breath, um, which is basically, as you exhale, you just hum a low note, kind of like, mm, like that. And, and you do that as much as you want. Um, you can also put your fingers in your ears. helps you hear that resonance in the body more. Um, so that can be nice. Uh, Ayurveda would also start to suggest things that we might want to put into our diet. So for vata, that might be warming spices. Um, things like cinnamon, really good, grounding. Foods that have come from the earth, like root vegetables that have got earthiness to them. Things that are a bit darker in colour often, not always, but can help to sort of ground us and, and bring us back down. Um, so there might be suggestions for spice blends. So if I was working with you and you had 
uh, an Avata imbalance, I might make you a little spice blend. I might make you a tea um, and give you that and then you can take it home or I might suggest stuff you can make for yourself. But it's little things that we can do. There might be changes to your daily routine. So um, each dosha is, is highest at a certain time of day, strongest. So then that can affect the things that we might want to do at that time of day to both harness the power and the positive sides of that dosha, but also to help to balance out an excess of that dosha. So I might suggest different um, slight tweaks to your lifestyle that you can make. Um, so as you can see, there's all sorts of different things that, that come under Ayurveda. It's not just talking about diet. It's not just talking about movement and yoga. It's not just meditation. It's not just sound. It's, not, it's really anything. And that's why I think it's so brilliant, because it can meet you where you are. So whatever your life looks like, um, however busy it is, whatever you do for work, whatever's going on, there's always something you can do, some slight change you can make, really small one, that could actually have a huge, profound impact on how you feel and on bringing you back into that state of balance. Um, so I think Ayurveda is very practical in that sense. You know, so if you came to me and I said, oh, well, it would be great um, if you could um, eat your evening meal at 6 p.m., because um, that's really good for your dosha and might help with the digestive issues that you're experiencing. And you said to me, well, there's no way I can do that, Ellen, because I don't get home from work until 7 p.m. and then I've got to um, hang out with the kids and help get them to bed or, or whatever it is and we actually eat a lot later. Then I'd say, okay, that's fine. I'm not going to say, oh, well, you must, you must find a way to make that change. I'd say, okay, that's fine. So how about we think about making these slight adjustments to what you're eating or adding this spice or that spice which will aid your digestion and, and I might sort of suggest that you really come into that experience of being present with eating um, uh, with, with the food that you're eating the people that you're eating with and really settling into that environment so it's really there's always something that can be given to you to meet you where you are to help you feel healthier, happier, more in balance um, and that's a lot of information, probably. <laughs> um, I know when I first started learning this stuff, I, I, I sometimes found it a bit confusing, but actually then I found when I relaxed into it and started to see the sort of common sense elements of it, it started to make a lot of sense. So when you start to think about the common sense elements of, okay, well, if the weather's uh, really wet and, and damp, um, and I'm quite highly kappa, for example, if you were, um, uh, and, and when it's wet and damp, I tend to feel quite low, lethargic, sluggish, which is a way that kappa can make us feel if it's in, in balance. Um, you can kind of see that. So it makes sense, doesn't it? Because it's like, you know, it's cold, it's wet. You can understand how we might feel like that. And then, and then you just start to think about opposites. Ayurveda works a lot with opposites. Yeah. So like things will uh, increase, like increases like. And opposites will balance. So if you're feeling a lot of that cold wetness, you're like, you might think, okay, well, the opposite of that might be fire. So um, can I bring a little bit of chilli into my dinner? Something like that. So I hope this has just given you a bit of a taster um, what, what Ayurveda is and how it might work for you. 
Um, as always, there's lots of resources on my blog, and I keep putting more out about this sort of thing. Um, you can sign up to my newsletter as well if you want. There's often little bits and pieces on that um, in my monthly letter, which I send out in line with the new moon, uh, as well as a video. I always send a video and um, like a movement video or a meditation, and, and that's always in line with what's going to balance us for the season because that's how I teach and that's how I work. So um, I'm probably going to regret saying any questions, get in touch, because you might have loads of questions and get all these people getting in touch. But no, don't, I don't mind. Get in touch if you've got questions. Um, and please get in touch if you're curious about working together uh, in this way, seeing how Ayurveda and holistic health uh, practices can help you and um, so for the first five clients I've got that special deal 200 pounds for six sessions which is really really great value and um, so please do get in touch if you fancy that we can do it in person or via Skype or Zoom um, and, and I'm always when we get when we have the sessions we have that session but then I'm, I'm available in between for support via email and stuff so you're not just sort of left alone after the session um, so yeah, I'd love to hear from you. Okay, let's see how this uh, this recording turns out. Thanks very much for listening. Hope you enjoyed your walk. If you decided to take me up on that, speak to you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Create Shift. I really hope you've enjoyed it. I would love to hear what you thought. Um, find me on Instagram at being underscore change. Find me online at being-change.com where you can read blogs, find past episodes of the podcast, find the show notes for this episode so any links that you wanted will be right there and find out more about what I do. I would really appreciate it if you did enjoy this episode, if you'd be willing to hop over to either the Apple Podcasts app if you listen to this on an Apple device or to iTunes, find Create Shift and leave a rating and a review. It's not just to feed my ego, I promise, although that is nice. Um, it's so that other people can find the show because the more people who review it, the more that iTunes, Apple, the powers that be will trust that it is a podcast worth listening to and show it to other people who may be interested. So thank you in advance for doing that. And until next time.